Welcome to the LSI Behind the Wind podcast. My name is Sean Slatter, and for 30 years, I've dedicated my life to the science of business development. I've seen the impact of our work, which has evolved into economic development and now social impact. And I am excited to present this podcast today talking about our TANF initiative. It's an incredible story that in which we have taken a social program out of the Department of Health and Human Services and made real impact. TANF is an acronym for Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. We started working the TANF initiative nearly a dozen years ago and have seen real social change as we have helped thousands of TANF eligible individuals find high wage income and long-term careers. Many of these individuals had never been in the workforce previously. A lot of the members of this TANF group have had minimal education. Many of these individuals are high school dropouts. The majority of the demographics who are TANF eligible are women between the ages of 16 and 26 with at least one child in the home. So I hope you enjoy this discussion about our TANF work. And as we build other workforce development initiative, TANF is always on our mind. We're always looking for a way to insert the TANF eligible workforce into these jobs that we have created in ecosystem development. I think it's really an exciting role and really is the future of the TANF program. So enjoy this discussion about TANF. I wanted to talk about continuing through this uh, thread of social impact and talk about another one of our key social impact initiatives Following all of the work that we had done with our veteran initiative and the success that we had there, we were asked by uh, one of our clients who had uh, really admired our work and had thought that he could, uh, could utilize the methodology that we had developed under the veteran initiative to advance another one of his uh, social programs. In the early 1990s, the Department of Health and Human Services had started a a program that had taken quite a long time to evolve and advance. There was some legislation for this initiative that during the Clinton administration, however, it really did not start moving forward until the Bush administration. The name of the program was uh, and is Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, and it has been abbreviated TANF, T-A-N-F, for the last uh, 25 years. The TANF initiative had three Uh, objectives. Number one was to create a path to reduce teenage pregnancy. Number two was 
create a two-parent household. And the third was to create high-wage jobs and assist these families, the parents of these families in particular, migrate off of public assistance. So this was uh, unique. It was a, a strategy that was developed for through the Department of Health and Human Services to create this path ultimately to, to migrate these families off of public assistance. And in many cases, these families had been on public assistance for multiple generations. So how did we get involved in this? This is, I mean, sounds so different from anything that we have had done previously, and it was. It was uh, interesting that it that the initiative was emanating from HHS, not Department of Labor or some other program. It was also set up where the objectives and the funding were coming out of HHS, but being pushed to the individual states where ultimately the states had responsibility for meeting these objectives. When we were approached with this idea of taking the veteran program that had been so successful where we were working with companies, helping these companies win new business and then creating new jobs for these veterans and placing these veterans into the, into these jobs created and this organization said we we really had a, a struggle with the TANF program and we think that LSI could replicate what you have had been doing with these veterans particularly focusing on these TANF eligible families. So we started looking at a strategy around this this initiative and it took several months for us to come to a consensus on what this would look like rolling this out, modeling the program after the veteran initiative. While this organization had a lot of funding around the program, they really had failed in making any progress for years, for uh, maybe 15 years. The program had been in place and had not seen any significant movement or impact. So as we had designed this initiative uh, in concert with the client and trying to create some long-term objectives and, and whatnot. It was, I mean, it, it took some time and it, it was a, um, it was an evolution of this program. To be TANF eligible, this was what was really interesting to our team, I think, and so unique about this program. To be TANF eligible, you must be 200% below the poverty level. So there is an established poverty level in every state and every community even. And so to be eligible, you have to show that you are 
200% below the poverty level with one child in the home, at least one child in, in your household. So the majority of these individuals that our team was working with were women that were between the ages of 16 and 30 with one or more children. Uh, most of them were single parents with no education and no work experience. So at least working with the veterans, they had had a military career and had some training in history. The TANF eligible individuals had had no, for the most part, no training, no education. Many of them were high school dropouts and had never been in the workforce. So this was, was really unique and just when I looked at it, when the team brought me this opportunity and, and said, here's what the client is looking for and the funding level and, and objectives, I, it was quite overwhelming. And uh, in fact, I think several times we looked at just walking away from this, but because the team persisted and had some really creative ideas about working with companies, creating the blocks of jobs for these TANF eligible individuals where everyone was aware that, that these jobs were created specifically for these individuals. It, there was a sense that we could create these jobs and, and make this happen. So we worked with the uh, the state entity. It was a Department of Workforce Services that had responsibility for this program and had given us a list of TANF eligible individuals by name, similar to what this group did with the Veteran Initiative. We started this program by taking the TANF funding, this HHS federal funding, and utilizing the funding with our team, working with companies in the area, looking for opportunities in which these companies could win this business, where our team was helping them identify and capture this business to create these blocks of jobs for these TANF eligible individuals. We worked with about 400 companies and had, like I said, identified a pipeline of opportunities for these companies where we were using the TANF funding to do the business development, creating a capture plan. We were doing proposal work and helping these companies to win this business, contingent upon them allowing us to place uh, individuals into these jobs that were created as a result of this new business that we had won for them. And we had had some early success. We were working with four or five companies where I think the timing was just worked out well. We They had brought us in to help with uh, some large proposals. We wrote the proposals for these companies and as a result they won this business and had it allowed them to create these blocks of jobs i 
I think in the first few months, we were able to create five or 600 new jobs as a result of this work. So this was really unique and uh, HHS and this state entity of this Department of Workforce Services. Interestingly, I, and let me back up and, and say this department was responsible for not only the uh, job creation, I, I mentioned that it is it was the Department of Workforce Services. They also have responsibility for all of the social programs, all of the public assistance initiatives and funding falls under this organization. And a lot of states aren't set up that way, but this group was had combined all of the social initiatives and the workforce development. So it, it was unique in that they had this TANF funding that had historically been focused on the reducing teenage pregnancy and creating two parent households, which had been marginal for years and had had never had any traction with the third objective of creating new, new high wage jobs to ultimately migrate these individuals off of public assistance. So when we started winning for 500 jobs at a time, that really caught the attention of the leadership of this group and also the Department of the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. They had not seen, especially in this short of time, that kind of impact. So as we had created these jobs, the second piece of this was our team would work with these individuals by name, place them into these jobs that had been created and had stayed with them for several months, ensuring that they had everything necessary for them to be successful in that position. And many of these jobs, although they were low skilled jobs, they these individuals received training by the companies. They were able to get health benefits for the most part and other retirement benefits. For So for the first time, they had a, a path where they had some infrastructure, a foundation that they could build upon. There were even a lot of these individuals did really well and were excited to be in the workforce. And these companies would take these individuals and were helping them with additional training. They were giving, getting them some basic computer skills training and like Microsoft training as well. And so what our team had found was that there was a, a threshold that if they could keep these individuals focused and employed for a six month period of time, similar to, to that threshold with, with the veterans, they could break this cycle and these individuals began to see a path of prosperity. We also, during this time, just because of the unique nature and diversity of these individuals that were working inside of this TANF program, 
it really set the foundation for a lot of our other demographic work that would ultimately comprise our social impact practice. We saw a lot of the these TANF eligible individuals that were addicted to substances that set the foundation for some of the work that we've been doing over the last few years with the White House and Department of Labor in recovering opioid addicts and helping them migrate out of treatment and back into the workforce. It really set the foundation for the recidivism initiative. There were a lot of these individuals and because of their um, addiction challenges had, had been in and out of jail and had been incarcerated. And so taking some of these individuals and helping them create a career, our team identified some unique trends that could be used for this recidivism initiative. We had seen some of the uh, military spouses were TANF eligible, meaning that uh, they had qualified for these TANF benefits, had a child in the home and had had low skills and had not been in the workforce previously. So it really, we thought that the veteran program was challenging. This was exponentially more difficult than even the veteran initiative. But our, our team through their creativity really did a great job of building this foundation that could and a methodology that could be used throughout the company focused on whatever demographic where we uh, could make an impact. Even our um, individuals with disabilities, that, that foundation really was set up as a result of a lot of that early TANF work that we put together. So what happened over the evolution of this program was we, as I said, it gave us some visibility with other states. It uh, created this dialogue between the, the U.S. Department of Labor and the HHS leadership, where the results that we were producing, which had not previously been recognized by any organization for almost two decades, put us in this discussion with the at the secretary level of both the Department of Labor, HHS, and even the House and Senate committees on labor. At the end of the Obama administration, we were working with Secretary Perez, the Secretary of uh, Labor, who, although this was not a, a labor initiative, saw the benefits of of this work and even had said to us, this really is the salvation of America. He was so impressed with the work that we had done around this TANF program using non-labor funds, using these HHS funds to create jobs for this particular demographic, a very a demographic that had really been neglected for years. The other thing that had been going on was for several years, and I, I think why this TANF program had 
had so many challenges was even, I guess now through three administrations, the, the Department of HHS had set up these metrics and had advised the states, especially in the last five years, had, had the multiple administrations in HHS had, had advised these individual states that they weren't going to just be receiving these funds, that the states must report how the funds were used and the return on investment from these funds. And many of the states had looked at this, these TANF programs over a 10 or 15 year period and had nothing to report. So while HHS was pushing this funding down to the states, many of the states were reluctant to use the funding because they knew that they were going to have to report on the results and they had nothing to report. As we started working with multiple states on this initiative and seeing some results, other states had an interest and continue to have interest in, in the work that we had put together. At the peak, there was about $25 billion being spent on this TANF program. And like I said, there were, th there were only three elements to this, reduce teenage pregnancy, create a two-parent household, and create jobs for these TANF individuals and m help them migrate off of public assistance. In many of these states where we had put together these TANF programs, the only metrics that these states could point to that showed real impact was that third element, job creation. The other thing that uh, I, th I think was interesting as we started looking at this was many of these states it had received this federal these federal funds. As I said, they were reluctant to use the funding because they knew that they had to report back on the impact. And so this funding would sit there. Sometimes the funding would go into the state general fund and would sit there for a two-year period of time. And then the states would return the funding back to HHS. And we were working with several states that had 50, 40, 50 million dollars of funds that were not being used. And that's still the, the case today. We've got some data on uh, states receiving HHS TANF funds that have not been obligated and will likely go back to HHS at the end of the fiscal year, which is the 1st of October. I hope this gives you some additional insight to the type of work that we're doing using some of these federal funds, creating jobs through our business development methodology. It, I mean, I didn't talk a lot about some of the strategies that we were using with these companies that we worked with, but it really goes back to our business development methodology. We were creating new jobs through our capture proposal and post-award 
methodology, working with these companies at no cost to these companies. The funding was all paid for through these federal TANF dollars to help them win new business, create these jobs, and then our team were, was working with these TANF eligible individuals to place them into these positions. It really was the vision of an individual that uh, I admire very much, and he had put together this idea. He could see the value of our work in ways that even our team internally couldn't. I mean, they, he really, we were telling him, no, wait, this is impossible. This is a, a demographic that uh, we, we're not sure that we can work with, although we had had this success with the veterans. He believed in us and saw this potential. And then we had this great engagement team that put this together and made it made it successful and has now created this legacy of job creation for TANF eligible individuals. It's really a, a, an amazing story in history that, that our team has put together. There's likely TANF funding sitting in the treasury, not being, although it may be, have been designated for TANF programs, it's likely that there are surplus TANF funds in your states that you've been assigned that you can use to create capture and proposal work for companies in that area to create these new jobs. For our economic development and social impact engagement leads, consider linking some of our work together with these TANF funds. It, it really is has been overlooked with, with the exception of these various programs that we have put together in, in these states. Many states have just given up on TANF because it's so difficult and it's been such a challenge for them to create lasting impact. So consider as you put together your strategic planning for your states and uh, some of these clients you're working with, look at opportunities to bring TANF into the discussion. You'll, you'll find that there may be some funding sitting there that could be used for our business development work. I hope you enjoyed my overview and discussion about the TANF initiative that LSI developed uh, many years ago. If you are a federal, state, or municipal entity and you have an interest in workforce development, if you are a community that has a high population of TANF eligible individuals, please contact us. We have an incredible strategy and program for helping TANF eligible individuals migrate off of public assistance and into the workforce. It is a program that will allow communities to transform disenfranchised populations into long-term economic prosperity. This really is an incredible conduit and program that can be used to quickly create long-term economic prosperity in communities.